Good morning, Amy. It most assuredly is not. Are you experiencing dehydration, headache, nausea, and shame? Yes. I also found a Korean man's business card tucked into my cleavage. What happened last night? Oh, memory impairment. The free prize at the bottom of every vodka bottle. Sheldon. All right. Last night, you gave me some excellent advice regarding my problem here at home. You kissed me and then vomited on and off for 40 minutes, following which you passed out on your bathroom floor. I then folded a towel under your head as a pillow, set your oven clock to the correct time because it was driving me crazy, and I left. Okay, don't really know where we go from here. I suggest we treat our relationship as if it were a crashed computer and restore it to the last point we both agree it worked. Terrific. Thank you. They were out of menthols. Get off my back! <laughs> Not easy living with a temperamental little primate. Come on, Priya, just admit I embarrass you. You preach into the choir, sister. <laughs> Our whole universe was in a hot, dense state that nearly 14 million years ago expansion started. Wait, the earth began to cool, the autotrophs began to drool, Neanderthals developed tools, we built a wall. We built the pyramids, math, science, history, unraveling the mystery, it all started with a big bang. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of PMS, the Perpetual Motion Squad, a Big Bang Theory fan podcast. And we're your hosts, Big Bang Theory super fans, Cat and Bo. And we are delighted to have you back with us to start your week off with a bang. We're going to bang you all day long, baby. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you see what I have to live with? You know, there are people out there that might be working in a, uh, you know, in a factory or sitting on a bus listening to us, and they're upset about having to go to work, and they're having their coffee, and they're just sitting there going, well, this is just not the day that I wanted to start off with. I would love to start the day off with a bang. Yep. Well, we are here to bang you. We're here to bang you, baby. So when you get to work, when you're at work, <laughs> you sit there and go, you know what? I'm glad I got banged this morning. <laughs> oh, you are so inappropriate. Now, a couple of weeks ago, months ago, I don't know when it was. It all I kind put, of runs together after yeah, a while. It does. I put a, a message, out, so a question out on the podcast. What day do you do laundry? Now, Rob, if we remember, is from Texas. Uh, remember the Alamo, yep. San Antonio. Now he he and me are very very much alike, and I ser I seriously think this is my. Why kindred... just because you like Temple of Doom? No, other than that, but he is my kindred spirit. You listen okay. to what he said. Now I said, "What day do you do laundry?" He wrote, "On my day off, which varies from week to week, and only clothes that I really wash are my work clothes because that and the PJs is all I really wear since I have no life." <laughs> Yeah, he is your kindred spirit. Rob, I am right there with you, my friend, because, you know, Kat will wear clothes and I will do washing because I, I usually wash on a Saturday. And, you know, there's a whole array of clothes. All I really wash is uh, my work clothes, underwear, socks, and that is it in my pajamas. I really don't. When I get home, that's all. That's as far as I go. Yeah. I, I get much. home, wear my uniform until I get out of it. And then, you know, when I wash it on a Saturday, because I, I have more than one uniform i should say but when i wash my uniform it's really just uniforms underwear and socks that's all i wash 
and I just wear my pajamas. So, Rob, I am right there with you, my friend. I I, I agree one hundred percent. Yep. I don't, I don't have a great deal of life, but I'm actually happy with the life I have, which is good. Yep, definitely. Now, this week's episode is Season 4, Episode 21, The Agreement Dissection. What did we think about this episode? This one amuses me. Yes, it does too. And, I, and, I'm very and glad... I think it'll make you happy because it's the beginning of the end of the Priya se- series. And Oh, I am very, very glad that we are not going to get to see Priya for very much longer. And it's a very good thing because she is very annoying and the fact that she has kept penny on the outside of the friendship now it's really interesting i didn't actually realize this that we saw no raj and no howard this week at all didn't see them at all we saw bernadette amy um penny raj leonard and sheldon but no howard or uh or raj so wait a minute oh yes we did yes we did in the opening sequence they were having dinner having dinner sorry we did see them so You know, yeah, actually, I was going to say, wait a minute. I, I am actually having coffee today. I promise I, know. I am drinking a lot more coffee. But yeah, I, I did like this episode. It is fun. It does show you that um, Sheldon is not one to be trifled with. So he is definitely uh, going to be exerting his authority on this one. And there, and Kat has got some really fun credits about what happens with the last part with Pri- against with Priya and Sheldon. Yeah. But we'll get to that because she's got some great... Um, it's a trivia on that one. So the episode opens up where Sheldon has barged into the bathroom because he has drank a smoothie, a 32-ounce smoothie. Well, no, the problem is mathematical. 32-ounce smoothie, 16-ounce bladder. Yeah, you do the math. And so he barges And he's in- like, in the event of a force majeure, I, you know, this can, this can happen. Majeure. And believe me, I'm experiencing a very <laughs> majeure force. Now, when he was knocking on the bathroom door, Leonard was in the shower and he's trying to explain to him that he needs to use the bathroom. Eventually, Sheldon just gives up and barges into the bathroom. He needs to, he needs to be right here and right now. And Leonard opens up the shower curtain just a little bit and says, I really don't think you should be doing this. Yeah, I'm I don't think alone. you want to do that. I'm not alone in the shower. And he goes, what? And suddenly Priya pops her head around and goes, morning, Sheldon. And so he he can't pee. I mean, obviously, you know. In you've front of an, people. You can't pee in front of. I mean, if, if Leonard was there, okay, you could pee in front of Leonard. I mean, because Leonard's behind the shower screen anyway. Yeah. Or the shower curtain. So it's not really going to be a drama. But with Priya, no, he's not that. So suddenly we see that he is over. A, Sheldon is knocking furiously at the bar, at the, uh, the Penny store. door. Of Penny's apartment because he needs to pee and needs to be now. And I love it. She opens it. She's like, what's up? And he's like, move, move. And they start doing that dance where you're trying to get around <laughs> each other. And he's just like, move. He hightails it straight into the bathroom. <laughs> and you can just see that Penny's got that look on, his, on her face like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> so that morning, Sheldon charges Leonard with two violations of the roommate agreement. But Priya, and he's like, I assume you are prepared to waive the reading of the charges. And he's and like, Priya's yeah. like, no, my client does not. And he, of course, Leonard goes, oh, well, I've got a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> and we find out that Priya decides to defend Leonard with her lawyer skills. Um, and apparently the emergency was not declared properly, nullifying Sheldon's charges. Now, and he's like, well, a, a bathroom emergency is self-explanatory. And she's like, no, it's not. Is it? If Leonard decided that his nose hair needed trimming, would that be considered an emergency? And I like it how she and he goes, no, but it's because that, that he is so short. He thinks that nobody can, can look up there. And she goes, that's fine. But it usually, an, an agreement usually favors the party that did not write the agreement so that means that it actually favors leonard 
So your idea of a bathroom emergency doesn't constitute it because they, she said in the agreement and she read it out that there must be ample water available for Sheldon to, to shower with. So obviously that is completely fine. So barging into the bathroom to go to the, to the, go to the toilet is not constituting an emergency. So well, and the second one was that he exceeded the uh, shower capacity by one, unless they were being attacked by water soluble aliens. That's right. And she's like, no, because you also say that there needs to be plenty of water for you to shower with. So showering together made sure that there was enough water for you. Thereby, that nullifies that argument. So that night, we're in the apartment, and Leonard, Howard, Raj, and Priya, yes, I I realized that they were in there, are eating Greek food on pizza night. Now, this is not a good idea. And and even Leonard was like, this is the cruelest thing that we've done to him since something else that I can't remember. Yeah. And and he's like, Well, you know, we're gonna we're gonna try this out. So Sheldon comes home and he realizes that everyone is not eating pizza on Thursday night. Pizza is Thursday night is pizza night. And of course, and of course, this constitutes a violation of the roommate agreement. But before he can do anything, I like it how uh, Leonard goes, I'd like to refer this to my attorney. And she goes, okay, so apparently, according to the roommate agreement, you drew up that Thursday night is uh, is pizza night from Graziano's. And he goes, yes, but Graziano's closed down. So we decided to sh- to change to another pizza place. And I like it how Howard goes, really? Can, can he do that, Priya? Can and, he just change places like that? Yeah, and Priya goes, good question, Howard. According to the roommate agreement that you drew up, there has to be a, a an amount of discussion and public hearings and a public <laughs> hearing and a choosing of the new restaurant. Was that was that done? And he's like, no. And, and of course, they all go, "Oppa!" <laughs> so they sit down, and of course, Leonard has got him a uh, lamb kebab. Now, I was. Okay, I think he to... did in on purpose. Yeah, but I was watching him eat this lamb, lamb kebab. Now. I was married to a Greek lady and I was actually with a Greek lady for many years. And I understand that the lamb meat is not as tough as what they portray in this episode. Okay. Well, that, I mean, he okay. was chewing like feverishly trying to chew through. It was almost like he was trying to chew through cardboard. Okay. That being said, usually you have like satsiki or yogurt dip to put it yeah. in. Yeah. That'll help with that. However, some restaurants just suck at stuff like that and it's hard and chewy and you know he probably said to them give him the cuts from the outside which are going to be the toughest uh, but i mean he was chewing i mean he was it was I, a little over much i mean he was chewing like there was no tomorrow i mean he was throughout this episode of this part of the episode he was just chewing continuously trying to swallow this this meat and he also ends up by claiming that the uh, lamb kebab tastes like sweat. Yeah, he's, and, he's like, well, the Greeks have given us a lot of things, culture, politics, this and that, and little pieces of charred meat that taste like sweat. And, and spat it back out. into the container. It's like, oh, Sheldon. So Sheldon can't take this whole thing anymore. So he goes over to Penny's place and he knocks on the door and she says, what's up? And he goes, the mean, the mean Indian lady made me eat Greek food. And maybe eat lamb. So pizza night's going to be at your house now. Please order one. Yeah. And she goes, well, I'm actually not able to do that. I'm actually going out with a girl's night with Amy and Bernadette. You're welcome to tag along if you want. And he he's like, well, I'm really don't think I'm really up to talking about unicorns, rainbows and menstrual cramps. But he's like, well, but we are probably going to trash Priya. And he's like, okay, shotgun. (laughs) 
<laughs> so now we're at the bar, and at the bar, Amy, Bernadette, and uh, Penny are drinking alcoholic beverages while Sheldon is drinking milk. Okay, we'll go with that because he doesn't drink. He so. doesn't. He, he he doesn't drink alcohol. No, he's not a drinker, and I think that might constitute a lot of what we've seen in young Sheldon with her with his father drinking a lot of alcohol. Yeah, but it probably does. I have, well, that, that and his mother was very anti. Yeah, but I don't really think that it that you know, like with George drinking alcohol, I don't think that would have really affected Sheldon greatly because George would not be one of those guys that would come home, drink to excess, either get drunk and hit him. I mean, my father is an alcoholic. He's been an alcoholic since the day that I was born. But my father was never an aggressive drunk. He was never, you know, he would basically just get drunk to the point of being happy and either usually just fall asleep. And my mum would always have to worry about the fact that he was going to choke on his own vomit yeah. if he vomited up. But the fact, I mean, fact is, but the fact, um, hey, the family you need to know, the PMS family need to know about me. And the fact is that my father didn't actually throw up. You know, he just would get drunk to the yeah, point well, that he would Yeah, well, can we just... get past that? that... I'm, I'm talking. I'm a sympathetic vomiter. Like, can we move on? Anyway, what I'm saying is that when you see Sheldon's aversion to alcohol, I don't think it comes down to the point that George would be aggressive, you know, towards Sheldon. No, I think I'd... it has more to do with his mother and yeah. her raising him anti-alcohol. Now, that's an interesting point, though, that I wanted to touch on. Do you think that Mary is just accepting George, but given the right set of circumstances, she would badger him to the point where he would give up alcohol? I don't think he'd ever give up alcohol. And she's known to drink on occasion herself. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen Mary. She's gone out with Mima and had drinks. And... Yeah. So why? I don't know. I mean, it's pot, cook and kettle, I guess. Yeah. Um, exactly. So they're, they're talking, they're starting to talk about, you know, um, a Priya about, you know, what's, I oh, like how Bernadette goes, oh, the Priya bashing starts early. Cause, cause that's right. Cause Amy's, uh, sorry, Penny says the reason that we're, that he's come out with us is because Priya's being mean to him. Yeah, because Sheldon was giving Amy a hard time because the, she was saying we get crazy on girls' <laughs> night. Last time we smoked cigarettes and drank and had drinks and pretended we were dragons. Yeah. And he's and like, alcohol and tobacco, what has happened to you? And she looks at Penny and says, why did you bring him? He's harshing my he's buzz. He's harshing my buzz. <laughs> but I like it. As they go, oh, the Priya bashing starts early today. And then this is where Bernadette goes, yeah, okay, so what's up with those pantsuits? And... um you know, the and Amy's like, I need some context, and Penny's like, pantsuits suck, and she's like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. And we're we're talking backwards and forwards. The girls are getting drunker and drunker as we're going along. I love and... it when Bernadette is um, chewing on the straw from her drink, and she grabs the the handle on the stool to lower it, and just <laughs> she sinks down. <laughs> Bernadette is so fun. <laughs> And I like it how at one stage Amy, who's getting more and more intoxicated, looks at looks at uh, Sheldon, and goes, "You smell like talc and powder." And he goes, no, "Baby well, powder, He's baby like, well, powder." That, that's talc, but since that is the primary ingredient in baby powder, I can understand that. And she's like, "Yeah, you're like a sexy toddler." <laughs> <laughs> and um, this is a little creepy. And of course, uh, in Amy's drunken state, she asks Sheldon to kiss her and calls it a scientific experiment. No, Penny asked Sheldon. Oh, Penny actually have said, you ever "Have you ever kissed a girl? a girl?" And in fact, we have some trivia on that. Oh, trivia! Go for it. Yeah, let me find it. Um, because I thought it was okay. While at the bar with Penny, Amy, and Bernadette, Sheldon is asked if he's ever kissed a woman. He states that the 
Other other than family, he hasn't yet, but in the maternal congruence, he's kissed by Leonard's drunk mother. Given that Sheldon's literal literal mindedness, he wasn't lying or ignoring continuity since he wasn't the one initiating the kiss. When asked, writer Bill Prady said that the kiss doesn't count since it was forced upon Sheldon. Also, since Beverly was drunk, they had all agreed at the time not to discuss it further for Leonard's sake. So that so the fact that he, Sheldon would not discuss it means that the only time that he has ever kissed a woman is his mother, his sister, and his Mima. Yeah. Yeah. But that being said, spoiler alert, at the end of this episode, Amy kisses him, and technically that was forced upon him as well. Yes, it was. So, so does that, that wouldn't count either. Technically, that wouldn't count. I mean, even Sheldon goes fascinating. But, uh, you know, I don't think that would count if it has to be mutually um, agreed upon with Sheldon that you are to kiss him or that they are going to engage in a um, a kiss together. So, yeah, that wouldn't count either. Um, and, of course, we come back with the it was going to be a scientific specimen. And he declines. And instead, Amy then ends up, ends up like he, she looks at um penny and she goes oh give me some sugar bestie and they kiss each other <laughs> and of course they both start giggling and soon the the whole thing starts to bring up an idea of like we so need to take sheldon dancing and there and he's like no i don't dance and bernadette was like i bet he looks like a spider on a plate on a hot, on a plate. hot plate and he goes no i'm a very good dancer i'm actually very proliferant in the rumba waltz and cha-cha yep. and i like it how penny goes what how did you learn that and we find out that when he was going to um was like Sunday school or there was there was a there was a, a dance for Jesus or whatever, everyone actually had to learn um because no for cotillion. Cotillion, that's right. To, to learn old style dances. Now and he is very good. Yeah, well, okay. So when when they're at the bar, Sheldon assures the girls that he's an excellent dancer, proficient in rumba, waltz, and cha-cha. However, in season one, episode seven, The Dumpling Paradox, Leonard suggests that the guys should have asked Penny if they could go dancing with her. Sheldon states that none of them can dance, assuming we could dance, which we can't. Okay. Now, I lo- I read that, and I wanted to just touch on that one. Now, the dancing that, that Sheldon is probably talking about is the regular dancing that everyone yeah. does that doesn't know how to dance. That's true. So with Sheldon, he would sit there and say, no. He's we good don't... at the formal dancing. Yeah, not, we don't know how to dance that way. Not today's dancing. Yeah, so today's yeah, dancing, that, yeah, we don't know how to dance. But if we said to Penny, would you like to come to an old style dancing? We know how to do that. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of young men, and like I, you know, my mother uh, was a ballroom dancer and she taught me how to dance. And I, he, I Paul's an excellent dancer. Um, I suck, but he is really good. But the fact is that I learned how to dance properly. Now, Go to a formal dance, I can dance my ass off. Go into a nightclub, I got no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. So a lot of the young men, and certainly around Sh- with Sheldon Leonard, Howard Raj, they would all probably learn some sort of classical dancing. Yeah. Because when they were kids growing up, they would actually go to certain youth groups and stuff like that that would actually encourage young men to learn to dance properly, and there would be actual instructions. I mean, I remember. When I was going to um, private school, we actually had to have a social, which was basically uh, um, the prom yeah. in, our, in our ideas. Um, but a, about two weeks before the prom, every Thursday, I think it was, um, for about a month, we actually were learning to dance properly with our sister school that we would be actually um, obviously being uh, joining us at the prom. Yeah. So we were actually learning proper dancing. So when it came to the actual night, 
and with those certain parts of the of the night, we would all know how to dance properly. And it was really lovely. I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, in that regard, yeah, I think Sheldon's right. Nobody knows how to dance except we know how to dance properly. Yeah. Um, so, of course, this leads the idea that we're going to take Sheldon dancing. And Sheldon and Amy, you know, when they go, she, when they get into the back of the car, um, Amy, uh, I think it was Penny says, take us somewhere we can dance. A waltz. And a waltz. And Sheldon actually has to explain to the Asian cab driver well, okay. what so, it is. So the guy's like, a waltz? And Sheldon's like, yes, it is a waltz. Is a music in three, four time. And he hums, da, 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 which is the Blue Danube by Johann Strauss, just in mm-hmm. case you forgot. Yes, it is. Um, But the the Blue Danube is in four, four time. Yeah, I when he hummed that, I immediately thought that myself because yeah, when, the cab, when the cab driver relates it back to base to say, can you tell me where I can take these people to go dancing? When he actually does it, it is in 4-4 time. Yeah. So. And when it's interesting because the, pl- the place that they go, they're the only non-Asian people in the room. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? They, that's probably the only place you're going to be able to dance. Yeah. Uh, that yeah, that kind of thing, yeah. So. So when we get there, we see that um, Amy and Sheldon are dancing their asses off. These guys, and I find it fascinating when that when she dances, she leads with her boobs. Okay, I was thinking about that in this episode, but remember that Amy is intoxicated, is very attracted to Sheldon, who smells like top baby powder, um, and I would say that she'd be doing that deliberately to try and entice him. I don't know if it was deliberate or not. Really? I just found it fascinating that she led with her boobs. <laughs> I just think, as I said, I just think watching that, watching that sequence that I just think that, you know, maybe she is, you know, she wants to really engage with him tonight. So I'm going to make sure that you're aware that I'm a woman because Sheldon doesn't see that. Um, it's in so anybody. hard to tell the way she dresses. <laughs> no. she's, she's so frumpy. She's got so many, you know, cardigans Layers. and stuff. And oh my God. Um, but of course, now this is a really interesting thing. Now we know that Bernadette has been in, is now engaged to Howard, so there, you know, Penny and and Bernadette are standing on the sidelines watching and you know encouraging those two to dance. And a very nice Asian man comes over and says to Bernadette, "Would you like to dance?" And she says, "Sorry, I'm engaged." I don't believe he actually said, "Would you like to come to bed with me?" He no, said, it's, "Would it's you not like to that, dance?" Because I've I've done that when I was married. Um, I had a couple of times where I was in situation, one was on the QE2 and they actually had gentlemen that they would hire to dance with the, the women who were traveling solo so that they could enjoy themselves and dance without getting hit on. Yeah. Like Patrick Swayze in Dirty Dancing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Without the expectation of anything more than that as in Dirty Dancing. Yeah. No, um, I, was, I was saying it in the G-rated <laughs> sense, by the way. What? I was saying that in the G-rated sense, by the way. Yeah, I know. But Dirty Dancing, we all know what they did. Um, and there was another time when I was in Vegas and I was hanging out in one of the clubs with a group of friends and I uh, got asked to dance. And I just didn't feel comfortable doing it because I was married. Hmm. But it doesn't constitute the fact that just because you're married, you can't dance with another person. No, if, but if I can understand why Bernadette didn't want to do it. Yeah. I mean, I just, you know... I don't see there's any great, you know, drama with it. I mean, if I'm if I'm dancing and say you're not dancing, you're sitting down because maybe your feet hurt or you're not feeling well, whatever. Um, I mean, obviously, if you're not feeling well, we we, we would have gone. But if there's a lady that's sitting there and you know that she wants to dance, 
I would have no no trouble going over and asking her to dance because my expectations is I'm going to dance with you. We're not going home together. My yeah. wife's over there. So I think a lot of a little bit of maturity needs to come along with that whole idea. But of course, she she just she's in you know declines. She's like, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm engaged. So well, he it was goes, still funnier for him to do it with Penny anyway. So he goes to dance with Penny now. I'm telling you, this guy has got the right idea. Because as he starts dancing with Penny, his hand slides down to her butt. And she and she <laughs> looks at Bernadette, and Bernadette just laughs. And Penny grabs the hand and pulls it back up. Yep. It's like, okay. I don't think so. <laughs> but I tell you what, lucky guy. So now, so now back at the apartment. Yeah, his his uh, claim to fame is now that he got to grope uh, Kaylee Kaylee Kroker's butt. butt. Yeah, well done, my friend. Um, so now back at the apartment because Amy is uh, Sheldon is bringing Amy back to her apartment, and uh, we find out that she's a little bit intoxicated and her burp smells like um, cranberry. Well, that's juice. the thing. She's like, "We're the smart people. Why aren't we doing this every night?" And he's like, "Well, what is sixteen times 14? My birds and- smell like cranberry. And he's like, and there's your answers. <laughs> so when they enter the apartment, uh, Sheldon says that it smells like someone's smoking and inquires about it. And Amy says that there's a smoking mum- monkey who's part of her department's nicotine addiction study. And of course, as he goes, don't you worry about secondhand smoke? And she goes, yeah, kind of. But I figure if I'm giving him emphysema, the, le- the-, the most I should do is let him hang out in my apartment or let him watch cable. Interesting idea. Um so Sheldon sits next to Amy, and of course they start talking about how Priya is nullifying the roommate agreement between himself and Sheldon and Leonard. And I, I think that's a valid question because you know it, it's it's one of those things. Sheldon likes what he likes, and mm-hmm. I think that when someone comes in between what Sheldon likes and what he doesn't like, he is going to start pushing back pretty hard. Oh heck yeah! And right now he's pushing back pretty hard because Priya is really. As he said, he's you know Priya is making my life rather unbearable within the apartment. Uncomfortable, because, yeah. Yeah, because what I've got going, a good thing going with with Leonard, which is basically he does everything I want to do. It's all my way. Now all of a sudden he's got this person that's seeing through the bullshit of what Sheldon's pulling, and now it's making him very uncomfortable. So, um, of course, Amy decides. Well, here's an idea. How about you know you start to play dirty, you know. Um, try to do things that's actually going to encourage it to be more on your side and less on Priya. And he's like, are you consi- can, are you encouraging me to play dirty? And she's like, dirty, 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 dirty. 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 <laughs> and then she plants a kiss on him. And I like it how after the kiss, he's like pulls back and he goes, hmm. Fascinating. Fascinating. And she goes, please don't take the next thing that I do as a, uh, a reflection on what we just did. And she gets up and goes to the bathroom and throws up. up. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, fascinating being Mr. Spock's catchphrase. Yes. Fascinating. So. Except he didn't do the raised eyebrow thing. No, he didn't. He didn't do that. Then again, maybe he's like me and he can't do that. I can do it. Look. I know you can. I can't. Yeah. Um, but then again, I can't do the, the tongue thing, but people, yep, can't do that. Now, whatever, when I say the tongue thing, everyone, that's pushing the, the sides of your tongue into like a, a cylinder. A cylinder. I can't do that. I can't even, I can't do the, the Vulcan salute either. No, can't. he can't. It's hilarious. I'm trying. I've tried to move <laughs> his fingers into position and he can't do it. I can't do it. I can't hold them. I can put it like that. <laughs> I, I can do right, it with both hands. Right. I'm holding it like that. But if I let it go. <laughs> Yep, I can do it with both hands. Ha ha. That's muddy. <laughs> so the following morning, Sheldon <laughs> has written a new and improved version of the roommate agreement, which greatly um, benefits, benefits him. him and not Leonard. 
and he wants Leonard to sign it, but he refuses because he says, because Priya says no, he's not going to sign it, and Sheldon says, okay, all right, no worries, but do you know the episode, um, Star Trek episode, Let That Be Your Last Battlefield? Which is from the original series, 1969. Yeah, and Leonard says, yes, I think that's the one where Captain Kirk activates the self-destruct sequence threatening to blow up the Enterprise to kill both himself and the alien nemesis unless given into his demands. And Sheldon goes, exactly right. And he He's like, what are you going to do, blow up the apartment? And he goes, that was my first idea, but... And All of my cool stuff is here. Yeah, so he activates a destruction sequence come, counting down from one minute. Now, he, I, it, it's, it's kind of fun on yeah. this one. The self-descent sequence, 11A2B is the code used by Spock in that episode, Let That Be Your Last Battlefield. And But the layout of the program that shows the countdown is similar to the designs of the computer screens in the first start in Next Generation. So it wasn't in the original series. The so, layout so, of the computer yeah. looks like next gen, but the inspiration was Is original the first, series. Yeah, because I love that that display. That really looks cool. Yeah, it does. It's, it's really, really good. And I love, as I said, I love Big Bang, the Big Bang Theory writers that they really, um, really know how to drag you into geekdom. I really yep. do. Um, so he starts to count down from one minute. And of course, I love it how. Priya goes, so what happens when it counts down and gets to zero? And he yeah, goes, because she's very cocky at this point. Yeah. And he goes, that's a very good question. When it counts down to zero, there will be an email that will be sent to Mr. and Mrs. Kuthrapoli informing them about your secret relationship with the white boy. With the whiter than marshmallow Leonard Hofstetter. And Leonard, go, Leonard goes, okay, well, that's no big deal. And course, I mean, they're going to find out about us anyway. And Priya, Priya goes, starts it is a very big deal. Out. Trust me, this is a very big deal. We can't do this. And she's like, he's like, well, are you ashamed of me? And she's like, well, no, of course not. And then he's like, what does it matter? And she's like, he'll sign it. He'll sign it. He'll sign it. Yeah, just turn it off, Sheldon. And he's counting down and he gets to like 20 seconds. And then, of course, this is where Leonard goes, this is ridiculous, and walks over and unplugs the laptop. And, of course, Sheldon goes, seriously, Leonard, it's a fully charged laptop, uh, battery laptop. So that's not going to work. And yeah. is counting down to 10 seconds. And, of course, we find, and and quite rightly so. Yeah, you know, Sheldon. Oh, sorry, Leonard does say this is blackmail. Yeah, and he goes, "Yes, it is." And we come down to five seconds, four seconds, get down to one and second. Priya is completely freaking out. Priya is freaking out. Yeah. Finally, at one second, Leonard agrees, and Sheldon stops it. Now, at one point, around twenty-five seconds, Leonard comes over and unplugs the laptop, and Sheldon's like, "It's a laptop with a full charge." Seriously, what do you see in him, Priya? Yeah. And but Leonard, being who he was, should have known to push and hold that the off button to turn off the computer and completely disable the countdown sequence. I've thought about that, but in moments of great stress, you don't think. Yeah, you get a little stupid. (laughs) And as an attorney, Priya would know that a contract signed under duress is not enforceable, but this is in Sheldon's world, so that would be irrelevant. Exactly. Plus, there's also the fact that if you sign it, you're stopping the the possibility of that email going to the, his her mother and father, yeah. but still he would always have that that he could send it at any time. Any time. You he can't monitor this again over and over. Yeah, you can't monitor him twenty four seven. I mean, you, nope. he could he could end up by going, okay, that's fine. Takes his laptop into his bedroom and hit send, and away it goes anyway. Yep, exactly. So, and I like it how Leonard after he signs it, and of course Priya says to him, "If you don't sign it, we are ending our relationship." That's yep. a pretty big. That's a pretty big thing. Yep. You're supposed to be in love with this person, but the this the slightest sign of um anxiety and you know something like that, you're gonna end the relationship. Very, very weird thing to say, Priya. 
But of course, yeah. Sheldon exclaims to Priya that she may have gone to Cambridge, but he is an honorary graduate of the of fictional Starfleet, Starfleet Academy. Academy. <laughs> I love the last part of this this episode. Yeah. So we're seeing Sheldon and he's videoing with Amy, who is very, very hungover. And um, he says, she says, well, what did we do last night? And he goes, well, he said, you, you've been. Ah, oh, memory loss. The, the prize at the bottom of every bottle of tequila. Yes. He said, you threw up, uh, threw, threw up on and off for 30 minutes. I put, I rolled up a. No, and then you he passed kissed out. me, then That's proceeded right. to, to throw up off and on for 40 minutes. That's right. And finally passed out on your bathroom floor where I folded up a towel and put it under your head for a pillow. Then I went into your kitchen and set your clock, your kitchen clock, because it was bothering me. On the stove. <laughs> on the stove. And then I left the apartment. And, he get, and she goes, huh, okay. And he goes, I think what we should do is restore the relationship to the point where both of them, where both of us think that it worked. It last worked. And she goes, I agree. Great. That's fine. The episode goes black. And that is the end of this episode. Now, I'd just like to point out about that final Skype session that the things Sheldon speaks about doing, such as installing Windows for fun on his laptop gaming and such, are clearly on a Windows operating system, meaning he's using a PC. Okay. Sheldon's computer is typically the red Alienware laptop by Dell, which is a PC. Yep. But at the end of this episode, when speaking to a hungover Amy, the laptop is clearly a MacBook Pro. Really? Yep. See, it's the little things that you don't see because you're so engaged in the episode that you don't look to see those things. Yeah. And now, I think anyone while that... he was um, talking to Amy, mm. it the monkey, the smoking monkey did come up. Yes, oh, that's did. right. It started screaming at Amy and she's like, they were uh, out of menthol menthols. Get over it. <laughs> and she's like, it's horrible living with a, a moody little primate. Yeah. And then you hear Priya and Leonard arguing in the background That's about right. how she's ashamed of him. And he's like, yeah, I hear you're preaching to the choir sister. <laughs> but as we, as we know, thank, thankfully this relationship between Priya and, and Leonard is starting to come to an end. But I do think that, um, you know, if as as we know, Priya is thinking about staying in LA. So, if she is in a relationship with she with Leonard, which she is very happy to flaunt around the place, except then, for keeping it secret from her parents because yeah. they don't want her dating a white boy. Yeah. Um. Although her parents did say that if she was dating Howard, they're very successful. The, you know, well, the, if the if Jewish he's making like really good money and everything else, then yeah, they're going to be more yeah. okay with it. But I just think that Priya, in this regard, um, should really take a long, hard look at the relationship and go, if I'm not willing to tell my parents, then this is not the relationship for me. Yeah. You know. But no, I did I did enjoy this episode. This was a fun episode. It doesn't greatly move things along, but it just gives you another angle of how everything has to be Sheldon's way. And if the, yeah. things are not working the way that Sheldon likes it, then he's going to make your life a living hell. Yep. And now, he really does. just for curiosity's sake, um, Leonard's salary is around $100,000 a year and pretty much stays around that for the entire series. That's, that's not bad. It's not that's, bad money. That, that's a pretty good, that's a good, pretty good chunk of change. So yeah, it's about 165000 Australian. Yeah. So it's not really going to be, you know, like I, I understand that Raja's father and Priya's father obviously is a gynecologist. Um, but in all honesty, with, with the fact that Leonard is 
you know, earning a hundred over hundred thousand dollars a year, that's still pretty good money. Yeah, but it also begs the question. So you know, in a previous episode, Sheldon said that if he could afford the rent, he wouldn't have Leonard as a roommate. Yeah, and if both of them are making in excess of two hundred grand a year, how the hell is Penny affording a single apartment? That is that is something that I would really love, and I, it would never happen, of course. But I'd really love to sit and speak to Kaylee Cuoco and just ask her when you when you look at your salary on the Big Bang Theory, as far as a cheesecake waitress, uh, cheesecake factory wait, waitress, do you really believe you would have been able to afford that apartment? Okay, so as a medical representative, which she does later in the series, she's probably making around one hundred and forty k a year. Okay, so she's dramatically accelerated. But yeah. right now, until she gets that job, um, as the as the medical, uh, and uh, as a waitress at the cheesecake factory, yeah. she's probably making between twenty seven thousand and thirty three thousand a year. Yeah, and depending on how much money her apartment is, and I think we, I think you worked out at about three thousand a month. Yeah, there's no way in hell. I mean, yeah, she would have to be doing seven, at least seven, um video chats of only fans to try and get herself over yeah the line. and her okay so the rent in this particular area for a two bedroom mm. is between 1800 and 2200 a month right so that's the boys apartment so and single so pennies is likely between two two thousand and twenty five hundred a month yeah no yeah, way one bedroom one bath let's say 1750 to 2000 a month yeah no way you would she would have to be working seven days a week, full shifts at the cheesecake yeah. factory. Yeah, so I don't know how she pays for her life. You know, and there are times it does she... explain why Penny is a freeloader. Yeah, well, hey, if you're getting free internet, um, free food. food, all you have to pay is your bills. Uh yeah, no, it's yeah. not gonna work. But you know what? This is you know, you don't you shouldn't look too closely at the ideas because a lot of people would sit there and well, go, it's like how in the world possible. does um carry afford her apartment in sex in the city yeah as a right on a writer's salary on a writer's salary yeah and that's a big apartment right no. in midtown yeah no not plus the designer shoes and clothes and everything <laughs> but these wonderful movies and wonderful tv shows that we watch we have to suspend belief and sit there and go you know what it doesn't matter that it doesn't work out we love it anyway so yeah it's the same way as as friends why is it that every time they are sitting in the in the coffee shop, nobody goes near that sofa? That is such a comfortable sofa to sit on. Yeah, everybody, nobody, that would be the, 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 the prime real estate yeah, in that but place. But nobody sits on that sofa other than them. Yeah. How is that possible? Not possible. But you know what? We love the we love the show, so it doesn't matter. Yep, exactly. But yeah, no, I really like this episode. As I said, it doesn't move him along a great deal. It just shows you just Sheldon is, you know, if he doesn't get what he wants, he's going to push back pretty hard, so... So do we have any more fun facts, crazy credits, or food? Okay, so for those following along, we had one Greek takeaway this week. <laughs> and yes. Oopa! Oopa! <laughs> um, and the crazy credits. Chuck Lorre Productions number 341. Dear concerned viewers, thanks to the magic of computer graphics, the monkey in tonight's episode was not actually smoking a cigarette, nor was he ever exposed to secondhand smoke. At all times, every effort was made to make the monkey feel happy and safe. Nevertheless, he proved impossible to work with. During the week of production, his behavior came, became increasingly erratic to the point of refusing to come out of his trailer to rehearse. It wasn't until after we finished filming his scenes that we learned why. The monkey is a heroin addict. 
Yes, hard as it may be to believe, the monkey had a monkey on his back. Thankfully, an intervention was staged by the Geico lizard, and he is now going through detox in a 12-step program at the Bonzo Center in Palm Springs. Everyone at the Big Bang Theory wishes him well. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, okay. Chuck Lorre is an interesting man. He is a very, very interesting man. So, yes. Now, this week's episode question is going to be along the same lines as food. I was trying to figure out what I could use as far as the question goes. This week's question is, what food do you enjoy eating? That's going to be this week's question. Creamy Tuscan chicken thighs. Um, My favorite food is basically anything that cat cooks <laughs> like creamy tuscan chicken thighs creamy tuscan yes but i i think it, i think my most favorite food that i love to eat is seafood i really yeah. do i really enjoy that um but you know what sushi. you could yeah you could live on we are two two fish-based people we yeah. really are we're, we're we're people of the sea um but yeah i've always loved seafood but you know what i'm not overly fussed i'll really eat anything as long as it tastes good i'll really yeah pretty much okay and i'm very easy to to cook for and i'm easy just you know even if cat's not cooking and i go out to grab something to eat i'm not fussy you know as long as it's good. Uh, but what what do you say when i say what is your reaction when i say i have a craving yeah, I usually get a food gasm face, and then I know that there's something coming up, and that could be anything from um, tuna melts to creamy Tuscan chicken to fresh pasta to the chicken salad that she makes. I mean, when she has a craving, it's usually a it's usually a home run for me because whatever she's her craving is, I'm going to thoroughly enjoy. So I like it when she gets a craving for something because I know it's going to get as I know it's going to be good. So yeah, so this week's question: I is, like to cook. She does, and I love to eat. I even wrote a cookbook. <laughs> she did. So if you want a cookbook, if you want Kat's cookbook, she will autograph it for you. Just ask us to send you a, a, a cookbook at perpetualmotionsquad00 at gmail.com, and Kat will definitely sign a copy and send you her cookbook. And it Although is really I will good. ask you to cover the postage. Yeah, it depends on where you are in the world. If because you're on... it can get quite expensive sending it internationally. Yeah. But you know what? We can figure something out. That's all good. But yeah, so this week's question is, what food do you enjoy eating? You can email us, perpetualmotionsquad00 at gmail.com, or you can answer it directly on Spotify. And if you haven't already done so, we'd love it if you left us a like and a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you know anyone who would like to join the conversation, please definitely invite them. The more, the merrier. Absolutely. So next week's next week, what are we doing? Season, Season four, four, episode, episode twenty-two, the 22. wildebeest implementation, <laughs> which, which is where Bernadette tries to go undercover. Oh yes, when they that go, to, to, yeah, that's so embarrassing. Yeah, when they go to the when they so go awkward. to the restaurant, yeah, no, is. not no. It's uh, where Howard and Bernadette are invited over to dinner with Raj and Priya. And she keeps going into the bathroom. Oh, yes. Keeps going in the bathroom. Yeah. And that's right. She she's, she can't do it anymore. She's a good girl. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That, that's a good episode. So, yeah, that, yeah. that is next week's episode coming up. All right. So that's it for today. And we'll um, thanks for joining us. And we'll see you next time. And in the meantime, we'll catch up with the Cheesecake Factory. Bye, everyone. Music and mythology. Einstein and astrology. It all started with a vision.